Good morning. We're finishing up this month's theme of listen to your heart. Yeah, five, five Sundays we've been talking about that. It's May had like, what, 500 days in it? It seems like it went on for a long time. But today's talk is passion and action. You know, so we talked all month about listening to that still small voice, paying attention to that highest self that is whispering to us always, being open and receptive to our intuition and, and in integrating it with our mind, you know, and our gut feelings, right? And, and, and moving in the same direction, right? Mind and heart and feet all pointed in the same direction so that if there is something for us to do as a result of the information that we are downloaded, right, from, from spirit, that we are walking in the right direction, you know, so there is always an action step. There's always an action step to take after, after meditation, after prayer, there is a, there is a move your feet part, like Ernest Holmes said, right? Always is there an action step. So Thomas Edison said this, he said, vision without execution is hallucination, Okay, um, and, and here's another quote about m that, moving your feet. Vision without action is a daydream. Action without vision is a nightmare. And that has been attributed to Soshiro Honda. And from Nelson Mandela, vision without action is a dream. Action without vision just passes the time. And vision with action can change the world. And if anybody knows that, Nelson Mandela does, right? Vision paired with action can change the world. And that's what we're talking about today. We're talking about passion, our vision of what's possible. United with action can change the world. Now, can it change the whole world? You know, can my action based on my vision change the whole world? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not, like Nelson Mandela did. I don't know. But I know definitely it can change my world. It can change my corner of it. When I am passionately inspired to move forward into action, it can absolutely change my little corner of the world. When our passion, guided by our intellect, is fueling our action, we most definitely can change the world. Inspired action is a powerful thing, you know, and there are many, many examples we have in the world of action, positive action, fueled by passion, changing things in the world of conditions, right? We know the story of Candy Leitner, who founded Mothers Against Dr Drunk Driving after uh, a drunk driver killed her daughter. Right, that is, that is positive, passionate action as a result of tragedy. Donna Norris helped establish the National Amber Alert program after her daughter disappeared in 1996. John Walsh is a perfect example. John Walsh, who uh, came to found the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children, <clears throat> and in, 19, in 1988, after his son Adam was kidnapped and killed. Right? And then he went on, of course, to the famous television program we all know, America's Most Wanted. 
which led to a multitude of arrests and convictions. There are many, many stories like that where passion and action resulted out of tra tragedy. In 2004, Anthony Suthan was living in a village on the east coast of his native homeland of Sri Lanka. And then, of course, we know December 26, 2004, the tsunami struck. And he saw it coming, and he went to the top of the highest concrete building he could find, and he, and he hung on, and he, and he waited it out. And he lost all of his possessions, but he managed to grab a canoe to go out in search of survivors. And he wound up saving five people that day. And here's what he said. He said, that was my turning point. I lost all of my belongings that day. I lost all of my loved ones, but I developed a sense of responsibility to my people. He went on to become an interpreter for his country and, and do wonderful things in his, his villages, and, uh, and he was given a peace award from the Rotary. Uh, he went on to do great things and, and continues to. And you know, what I, what I want to say is not all passion is born out of tragedy. But these are examples of people who transformed tragedy into passion to create something beneficial. Ernest Holmes in Richer Living said this. He said, all our work should be built upon the supposition that good overcomes evil. Not by combating it but by transforming it. The non-combativeness of spirit is the principle back of the law of non-resistance which Jesus so plainly taught. The spirit has no opposites. It is always joyous. It is always perfect. It is always free. There is no difference in the essence between our spirit and the spirit. The spirit in the human is the spirit of God in man. The two are one. That's how he finishes that. The two are one. We know this to be true. The highest and the best within me is spirit in form. Whitman said it, that seed of perfection that nestles within us. That is spirit. It is true of all of us. Not some of us, but all of us. We have to remember that we are one. Core concept number one, we are one. God is all there is. The same spirit that animates me animates you and animates everyone, everything. The people that promote this us and them divisiveness have forgotten who they are. The people who believe that some lives are not as valuable have forgotten who they are. People who think this does not involve them have forgotten who they are. There is only one life. It is God's life. It is God incarnated as all of us.
And, uh, and yet, and yet, another unarmed African-American man was murdered at the hands of the police. And I am so done with this. I can't even count how many times I came up here and I stood here and I had to say that since 2007. It's been a number. And I cannot even imagine how people of color feel. I cannot even imagine it. I cannot even imagine the depth of anguish. And now that anguish and that anger and that frustration is bubbling over. And there are protests in major cities around the country. And I absolutely understand that level of frustration. I can absolutely empathize with that level of frustration. You know, Martin Luther King was, was interviewed in 1967 and he said this, he said, I think America must see that riots do not develop out of thin air. Certain conditions continue to exist in our society which must be condemned as vigorously as we condemn riots. But in the final analysis, the riot is the language of the unheard. The riot is the language of the unheard. <sighs> we cannot let this moment pass into history having nothing change. The anguish that we feel right now has to be channeled into passionate, purposeful, creative, transcendent change. The anger and the frustration at the loss of another human life. George Floyd, say his name, George Floyd. His name's been added to a list, a growing list of African-Americans killed in this country. Rioting is counterproductive, yeah, I get it. I understand it, it is counterproductive, you know? But it is a result of the mounting body count and the feeling that nothing is changing. <sighs> the anger and the protesting I also know is part of the pathway of healing. It's like the vent on the pressure cooker, right? That energy must be expressed, but it cannot end there. It cannot end there. We must become part of the change. We must move toward the future we desire, toward the future we know this country is capable of achieving. You know, Romans 12, 21 said this, said, do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. That's our job. That's our job as religious scientists. Overcome evil with good. Right? I don't want to see this anymore. I don't want to stand up at this lectern and say this anymore. I want this to be the turning point. Right? I want, to, I want us to go back to principle. God is life. God is love. God is joy. God is unity. There is only one life. It is God. It is whole and perfect and complete. It is the life of each and every one of us. And we must honor that or we, as religious scientists, have forgotten who we are. We have to honor and respect all life is some part of the life of God. 
No, I was, I was uh, texting last night to one of our vision practitioners, Lawrence Bond. Vision, he's a practitioner emeritus, Lawrence Bond. And, uh, and he texted this to me, um, and I asked him if I could quote him, and he said yes. He said, we've reached a tipping point. Things must change if we as people want to survive. We're one race, the human race. We're all cut from the same cloth. There is no separation. We are created by the same God. This tragedy has given us a wake-up call. We need to love one another regardless of our differences. We may not get another chance. And I agree with Lawrence, you know, and you know Lawrence. He's the guy who makes the phone calls when you, when he's one of the practitioners who makes those return phone calls when you, when you submit a prayer request and you ask for prayer. Sometimes you get Lawrence. Yeah, you, you, just, you just don't ever forget being prayed with, with Lawrence Bond. He's an amazing gentleman. And he's right. We may not get another chance. I absolutely agree with him. We are the people. This is the time. We have to move our feet. We have to move our feet. We have done praying. We've done thoughts and prayers. We have, we have witnessed atrocities. We have absolutely witnessed the horror of a man's life being taken live in front of cameras without so much as a, as a thought. Now is the time. Ernest Holmes said this in Can We Talk to God? He said, a religious scientist is a practical idealist, but not a dreamer. Thought swings from contemplation into action, from prayer into performance. For while there is the innermost resources of our soul, a place which dwells in eternal stillness and inaction, there is also a place at the circumference of our being which animated by this inner principle goes forth to accomplish. That's what we must do. We've prayed. We've meditated. It is time to act. We, we must move our feet towards something and against nothing. I get it. Are the... Are the, are the Riots productive? No, I get it. They're counterproductive and they are destructive. They are passionate action in destruction. And we need to be passionate action in construction. We need to be for something and against nothing. Like Ernest Holmes said, we need to face forward and be what we are for. Not fighting against things, but overcoming evil with good, like it says. We must stand up and be allies, total allies, to our fellow human beings who are being killed in the streets for, for no reason. It's not a capital offense to be taken into custody. It has to stop. And I, I'm going to quote, which I never thought I would do, but I'm going to quote the rapper, Killer Mike, who said this yesterday while being interviewed. I am duty bound to be here simply to say that it is your duty not to burn your own house down for anger with an enemy. It is your duty to fortify your own house 
so that you may be a house of refuge in times of organization. And he's right. He goes on to say, now is the time to plot, to plan, to strategize, to organize, and to mobilize. It's time to beat up prosecutors you don't like in the voting booth. It's time to hold mayoral offices accountable, chiefs and deputy chiefs. That is what he's saying. That's the moving part, the moving your feet part of what I'm talking about. This is where we are pulled by the vision to do what we need to do to pull the country in, in a, into the place where it needs to be. We are fueled by the passion and guided by the intellect into positive action. You know, the ideal that we hold in the Pledge of Allegiance, freedom and justice for all. doesn't say for some. Freedom and justice for all. That is the ideal of this country. And it is our job to make it real. To make it real. And I don't want anybody calling me tomorrow and telling me I'm too political. Because <laughs> human rights are not political. Human rights are everybody's business. Everybody deserves to be treated with respect and dignity. Going back to principle, every life is the life of God, out picturing in form. I know, I know the riots are not the correct response. We all know that. But that anger and frustration is vented somewhere. And now it is time to move into the passion and the action propelling us toward nonviolent solutions. Going back to principle. All life is the life of God. All life is the life of God. We have to remember who we are. We have to remember whose we are. We have to act accordingly. We have to move this country in the direction of the Pledge of Allegiance so that it is no longer an ideal freedom and justice for all, but it's a fact. It must become a fact. We have to make it reality. You know, I'm going to go back to that, that quote of Dr. Martin Luther King's when he said earlier that, you know, uh, we're not listening or... <laughs> can't even remember what it was, <laughs> but the language of the unheard, that's what it was. I just, the riot is the language of, in, of the unheard. It was, a, it was an interview that he did in 1967, and he went on to say that, what is it that we're failing to hear? What is it we have failed to hear? We have failed to hear the promise of freedom and justice, because it has not been met. It, we have failed to hear large segments of, of, of white society more concerned with tranquility and status quo than justice, equality, and humanity. And so in a real sense, he, he finished up by saying, in a real sense, our nation's summers of riots are caused by our nation's winters of delay. And as long as America continues to postpone justice, we stand in the position of having recurrences of violence and riots over and over again. He finished by saying, social justice and progress are the absolute guarantors of riot prevention. 
That's for us to do. That is for us to do, to make that movement towards something, not against anything, but towards something, toward social justice, toward progress, toward making the pledge, freedom and justice for all, a reality. That's passion in action, channeled for positive change. And that's ours to do. We pray, we meditate, then we move our feet. <sighs> I'm an ally. And I know all of us here at Vision are allies. I know this about us because we are religious science, because we are centers for spiritual living, because we are the science of mind and spirit, because we know what we know. The first core concept, God is all there is. Every life, every life is the life of God. No one has the right to take that indiscriminately. No one. And here we stand, united in the truth that there is only one life. It is God's life. It is our life right here and right now. And what are we going to do with this one wild and precious life? We're going to guarantee it for everyone. We're going to guarantee it for all. We're going to know each one of our American brothers and sisters as God in form. And around the globe, every human is God in form. Everyone, we must remember who we are. We must remember whose we are. And that passion and action that we take must be constructive passion and action to guarantee a world that works for everyone. That's what we stand for. That is our vision and mission in the world. A world that works for everyone. And so it is. Thank you. <laughs>